You think I would poison a good pozole? Who would do such a thing? This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> We are broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center bunker. Where am I? I'm in Vermont. My name is Bob Fournier, and joining me as always, my fellow survivors, underground in a secure location to the south, is a busy zombie lord, Lou Page. Howdy, howdy. Lou, it is hot out. You think so? Yeah, it's eight, like 88 degrees at yeah. one point today. It's definitely 22 degrees. It's... <sighs> Shut up, Canadian. Speaking um, of bacon. Mm, Canadian bacon? It's Canada's own Ryan Murphy. You know, we have regular bacon up here, too. You're racist. Do you? But what yeah. do you call it? Bacon? What do you call Canadian bacon? Pea meal? What? <laughs> I didn't expect a real answer for that for some reason. <laughs> what, what do you call pea meal? Canadian bacon. Oh, Cool. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. Or back bacon. I've heard it called back bacon. What though? No, no one calls it back bacon. I've heard it. it That's called. ridiculous. Have that you ever had ridiculous. it? Okay, I'm gonna describe. That's like to you. calling a zombie uh, a walker. I wish I had something good to say there. That would have been awesome. You never have it. It's, it's okay. It, here, look. I have back, back. The best thing you can eat before we get back into the show. This is gonna make everybody hungry. But a Canadian burger. With the burger and some cheese and then pea meal bacon. Ah, to die for. So good. If you say so. Try it and try it. I don't know where to get some pea meal. (laughs) The grocery store? No. They don't sell that there. They do. They don't don't even. There's no way. All right. I'm just stalling because I can't find this clip. Has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. I think we have to kill it. I don't know, man. I've never killed anything before. Well, neither have I. Except my hamster when I was a kid. I sat on him by accident. I don't count that. He doesn't count that. Nope. I wouldn't. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the newest zombie movie coming out. It's Neighbors 3. Zombies. Uh, no, it's not really. I don't know if <laughs> Lou and I were talking about this before the show, but uh, Zach Efron had an idea. It was at the Fear the Walking Dead um, premiere, I guess. It, or not premiere, but... Um, it was just the week that Neighbors 3 was really... I think it was last... Yeah, it was, on, it was on Fear the Walking Dead, and Seth Rogen's new show, Preacher, debuted, so... I think they're doing all sorts of crossover stuff. So they did a little promo for Neighbors 3 with zombies, and Zach Efron thought it would be great. Now, Lou was like, this might happen. And I was like, there's no way this happens. And Lou's, Lou's defense was 21 Jump Street and Men in Black crossover. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would watch Neighbors 3 zombie, Zombies Rising or whatever they end up calling it. Because, you know what? I watched This is the End, and Seth Rogen was great in it. And there's something about Zac Efron being uh, the comedy duo to Seth Rogen 
just works really well. Like that first yeah. Neighbors movie was really good, and Neighbors Two looks looks pretty good too. They do well. have they do make a good team, I would say. Yeah, and I think a zombie flick based on that, and but you got you got to admit though, they basically blew their best uh, their best joke, sort of like uh, not not their best joke, but their best sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like crappy joke that fits within the relationship of Zac Efron and Seth Rogen, their characters and neighbors, right? Because they're they're battling over sororities. Yeah. And they just basically blew that that joke in this like little fun skit, which I'm fine with. If this is all they do, it works out great. But uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I'd watch it. it. Looks fun. It looks fun, especially here with the sword. I'll take yeah. more zombie content that goes to straight to the theaters. Yeah, I'll take zombie content that's actually comedy at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fear the Walking Dead's pretty funny, but good comedy. Uh, <laughs> I don't want people writing in about Z Nation. Um, oh, there we go. There we go. Well, let's talk I've about... Me- I've been meaning to watch the second season of that. It's been on Netflix for a while. Oh, don't has do it? it Did it get don't renewed it. for a third season? Don't do yes. It. Don't. Why would you do... That's don't. unfortunate. But... Phoenix Zombie Walk laid to rest. Mwah, ah, 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 nice. Ah. Did it. Very punny what? of you. No, I didn't do it. The news did it. Oh. Uh, seven years strong, the Phoenix Zombie Walk um, is no longer going to happen. Yeah, sad news actually, and the reason they are not doing it is because it became so popular that resources could be better spent elsewhere. It's and so zombies yeah. became real. Yeah, well, okay. No, uh, according to the video, they they started the event in two thousand nine to start getting some people to come downtown. People were avoiding downtown Phoenix. I would. Yeah. And and just in general. And public events and stuff were not getting any turnout at all. So they decided to try the zombie walk and see how it would go. And it started at two hundred people's and two hundred people and then the next year it was like three thousand people and last year it was twenty thousand people. And it's not an event that they charge any money for, but they said that overwhelmingly they have to block off streets. Mm-hmm. They have to pay for cops off and on duty to stand mm-hmm. there and protect people. They have to. It, it it it's a huge drain on the 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 funds now for the city. Yeah. So they said their calendar is booked up anyway. So they've decided to just cancel the event. But like a couple notes. Last year, the zombie walk raised twenty two thousand pounds of food, which is fantastic. But then there's also a quote from the St. Mary's Food Bank saying, "Yeah." We don't really need blood. that food. It's all good. <laughs> also, yes, it was covered in zombie gunk. But who's gonna complain about twenty-two thousand pounds of food? Like you, here's people doing a great thing, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, hey, so glad you brought your food." I still think charging people for a ticket would be fine. That's something that someone said, but. You know, they want to keep it free, which I understand, but if if given the choice between having it and not having it, while having a, a positive influence on the community, I would say, yeah, five bucks a ticket, five bucks a ticket for 20,000 people, guess what? That covers your $50,000 to host the event, plus you have extra money to go to charities and the downtown core. So That's a good deal. Here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What if people just do it anyway? <laughs> I mean, what? you got 20,000 people that did it last year, and you're saying, we're not doing this anymore, Phoenix. Those people could still just go, 
I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, they could. Yeah, that's a, mean, a definite possibility, right? Because you think about it, like if someone's like, "I'm I'm doing this zombie walk," there's no way I'm missing out on this, and then <laughs> there's ten thousand people next year still doing it. You know what I mean? Like they're in the same problem. They might as well just keep it going. If see? they solve the problem. Yeah, if they did it anyways, I could see them doing like a even like a smaller scale zombie walk and having it less of a less of an event and more of just like a crash crash course we've seen that before you know where zombies sort of like show up a small group of them show up to sort of crash an event yeah um, that's normally how the walks go around here like they're not as highly advertised it's just a group of people go all out and just show up at city hall and like well, we're raising money for diabetes which i think was the last one we <laughs> did i'm not yeah. making fun of diabetes i think it's it's a good cause but, uh, all right so if i told you ellen page was going to join a zombie movie what zombie movie do you think it would be the Last of Us. Yeah, you'd be wrong, Ryan. I know, because they'll then, never make that film. And then Victor Strand would say, Voila! <laughs> the new rap he's coming up with. Uh, so the third wave. <laughs> You're tired. Yeah, a little bit. I'm like, I'm like you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, oh man, I was out of it. We got emails about that. Yeah. Uh, the third wave is a independent zombie movie, but I think it focuses on what a cure for zombies, a cure for the virus outbreak, and sort right. of the stigma of um, curing someone. And you know what this reminds me of? There's a movie. I think it was Vampires, and they they were didn't cure it, but they were able to like stave it off and that stigma of people who were vampires, but on a medicine that stopped them from having to. There's also a TV show in the BBC that ran for like three seasons called In the Flesh that did a similar idea. Right. Yeah. People that were cured got reintroduced into society. We talked about that, I think. Yeah, and it just showed up on Hulu for anybody that's oh, interested. Nice. I've been planning nice. on watching it soon. Yeah, I remember cool. we, 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 there was a trailer for it. The guy is just a really pale dude. And, yeah. So this, The Last this, of Us would be a really good zombie movie, though. Yeah, and it's something that's sort of been circling... I think they had um, what's his face, the dude who did the Evil Dead attached to it to produce Sam Raimi. Yeah, and there was rumors that uh, the the girl from Game of Thrones, the the one with no name, spoilers. But um, <laughs> I don't, I can't remember her name. Macy Macy Grayson. Macy Williams. Macy Williams. <laughs> Macy Grayson with that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, Grimey Grimes. Maybe, and and funny enough, that news came out of E3, so a few years back. So maybe at E3 this year we'll have more news, but uh, we shall see. But this this is not the Last of Us. This is uh, this is the, the third wave and shooting later this year in Ireland, which is nice. Ireland's a great place to shoot. And uh, I don't know. Are you guys looking forward to this? It's another zombie movie coming. It's to another theaters. zombie movie. It's got a bigger name actress in it, and uh, it's. It it could go somewhere. It's definitely not your typical zombie movie. Sounding. Have you seen? Is... Have you seen the short that is um, the first wave that he did a couple years ago? I have no. not. I haven't either. I just wonder if that's any good. But that's what it's based off of, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why you bring it up. Um, no, I haven't <laughs> no, seen it. No, I'll I'll different. Have to, I have to check it out. I'm just loading up the uh, IMDb page for it. It uh, it looks it looks interesting. I'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm I just want more zombie content, uh more good zombie content, and I can probably say that this cure would be highly appreciated by that one uh, crazy lady from Fear the Walking Dead that we're going to talk about. Later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. She'd be like, "I told you." 
at Zelda, she would say. I'm going to um, go ahead and say this now, guys. June 21st, put down the controllers for Overwatch. Mm. Let's pick them up for Umbrella Corpse. Corpse. Corp. See what I did there? Corporation. Corpse. Get Bend it? over your weapon. I think, I think, <laughs> uh, I think of, of all the people who get it, Capcom is the one that gets it. Because okay, they so know puns. Let's just talk about this, though. This We talked about the, the new um, Umbrella Corp game coming out. Um, I think like probably what, like six months ago, if not longer. Yeah. We've talked about it a couple of times. And now. we said, I think back then we were like, yeah, yeah, I'd probably play it. Watching these like trailers that they have, I actually really want to play this game. I do, and it. The, the, and the interesting thing too is, is it's coming out at a budget price. It's going to be thirty bucks. Yeah, that kind. Of, I I like that. Yeah, it, it it's not trying to overmarket us. Uh, what was the other one that they did? Umbrella something else? Uh, Chronicles. Raccoon City. Raccoon City something or other. And they put that out at 60 bucks, and there was nobody playing it, and it got it got scrapped in like six weeks. Nobody was playing it, you know? At, at least yeah. at 30 bucks, there'll be enough people to keep coming in to play it. That Yeah, so this one's cool, though, because it's, it's an online multiplayer game you know 3v3 i think is what they said on most of it yeah you get to play um and now like the cool thing is like you have mission objectives Mm -hmm. and then you also have like so you're fighting the other players on the other team but you're also fighting zombies as well um i think that's kind of the coolest thing yep in, in the opening of one of the parts of the trailer here it shows like the guys climb up out of a manhole cover and the zombies are wandering around and they're looking at them but the zombies aren't going for them right away and then as soon as the firefight opens up it looks like the zombies get drawn in by the firefight yeah. and come after them and I'm like that's a really neat mechanic yeah it's kind of cool I, I, I definitely want to see more of this game but I think for 30 bucks I think we should all pick it up yeah I'm down, I'm def- I'm down. I think so I, I... As a big fan of Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 1, Penal Colony, I want to see how they follow it up. <laughs> so, uh, But seriously, though, I'm most excited about the fact that, yes, this is a, a multiplayer-focused shooter game for $30, which is amazing. I think it's something Blizzard did amazingly with Overwatch with their $40 Stop price tag. Stop talking if, about I'm it. Ju- this is the second time we mention it. I'm just saying, I like that trend of saying, hey, we know this isn't your typical package. Here's a forty dollar option, but there, there's also the the premium price if you really want to go down that route. And I'm sure there is a premium price for uh, the Umbrella Corp. I'm sure there will be like yeah. a lot of DLC or add-ons or whatever you want to call them now. Yeah, but the cool thing is it has a single player mode called the Experiment, which challenges uh, players to hone their skills as they familiarize themselves with the world of Umbrella Corp. Umbrella Corp. In more than twenty missions with varying objectives. I'm stoked now. What I, what I also want to know, is there a horde mode? Like, is there, like, a cooperative version of this game that we could play? Or is it strictly 3v3? Oh, like Gears of War style? Yeah, I would, I would like That'd a horde. That'd be fun. I, I just, I don't know what it is, but I love cooperative play against AI. When done right, that feels really good. But, it, it, my guess will be that, um, yeah, there is a Col- Coliseum-style horde-like mode that strips... <gasps> players of their zombie Mid. jammers device and provides them with perilous protection. E, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we're Mid. all over this. So, uh expect a stream sometime after June 21st in place of uh, not maybe not in place, but a, a, as a companion to a Umbrella Core 
themed episode. I'm making plans on the air. It sounds like we're all game. We'll yep. Just say yes. Yes. Yes to yes. the dress. What? Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> we just got right. sued. That was some good zombie news. Um, mm. But we do, unfortunately, mm. have to talk about <laughs> the finale. The news. Of- of Fear the Walking Dead. You take a vulnerable kid, an addict, drop him in a mess of death and doubt. <laughs> Won't be long before he starts looking for something to cling to. In comes Mama Celia with her authentic Mexican cuisine, side of quasi-religious voodoo bullshit, and voila. Uh, you bet your ass she's got her hooks in him. That was the best part uh, of the episode. Uh, yeah, I love it when Strand talks, just in general. <laughs> also, I, I have to note that uh, since last week, someone took to heart that there were no descriptions for each episode, and they added one. So I think whoever is editing the Fear the Walking Dead <laughs> Wikipedia article, they listen to this show. That's what I choose to believe. That's what I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, they're trashing Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, I feel I I do also feel bad because we we got a couple of comments that ah it's kind of unfortunate you know you're hating on Fear the Walking Dead and I stand by my my stance that this is the second best zombie content you can consume right now like that on I, TV anyway m- maybe the third best I uh, I zombies up there I haven't watched season two yet but I've been meaning to dude you need to watch season two so is it good it's really good in the way it ends. It literally is like an end, an episode of Fear the, uh, of, well, not Fear the Walking Dead, but regular Walking Dead by the last episode. Interesting. Literally to the point where there's like a zombie attack inside of locked-in facility, and they're, it, it, yeah, that's all. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. Well, I will. I will definitely update that, and maybe we'll, we'll need. It's one thing that I've. Uh, it's been unfortunate about our podcast is that Walking Dead sort of takes the the front stage, and uh, if there's one thing I'd like to correct in the fu- future, is that uh, we don't talk about other zombie content. But but yeah, you can tell how much we love this because no one's telling me, Ryan, we need to talk about the episode Shiva. Um, <laughs> my first comment about the episode: uh, Why is everybody going crazy? Why is everyone going crazy? I was gonna say, uh, why is Daniel? Uh, all of a sudden lost his mind in like an episode and a half. I'm not even well, just strictly talking about like that's one of the outliers, but Daniel, Salazar, Nick, uh, everybody so, except for Madison and Strand have gone completely nuts. Is it in the water? Is it the Pozole? It's the Pozole! <gasps> it was in the um, Pozole the whole time. No, I think we've been getting... Well, we'll say with Salazar, uh, his character's been leading up to a little bit of a mental break for the past few episodes. I, yeah, I, a little bit of a mental break. Not what we've seen in this episode. In this episode, I feel like he went from, say, uh, you know, he he's done like a whole 180 in like an episode and a half. He's always been a paranoid character. He's always been a little strange. But then literally in the last episode, there was kind of like a, you can't trust these people. And it was like, okay, is he? he's being a little paranoid. And in this episode, it's literally, I'm hearing my dead wife talk to me. And we need to escape. The soil is bad. This land <laughs> is tainted. And you're like, wait a minute. This isn't the dude from like last season that was yeah. like... No, you gotta shoot him in the head. 
and and this is the thing season one while still having issues was a very good look spin-off of the walking dead can you know self-contained new characters dealing with new problems start of the apocalypse type issues that was great it worked yeah. as a package this first half of the season has just kind of fallen flat for me and i can't tell if it's because i keep trying to compare it to the walking dead or even the first season of fear of the walking if we push the walking dead aside and just look at the first season of fear of the walking dead this feels all over the place and your lou your sort of comparisons to the second season of the walking dead with the farm it literally ended the same way it was yep. it was on fire and they escaped and they left people to die um I really don't know. I just hope that this is similar to the second season of The Walking Dead in, in that when they burn the farm down, they go to a better a better series of events that they can talk to. But even then, the way they've sort of set up the splitting up of the group, that's not even exciting to me. It's just stupid. I, I can't think of how many times while I was watching this I kept saying to myself, like, what the hell is going on? Like, I know he's your son, but he clearly needs help. And 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 diving into his delusions are not helping anybody. You know? He nearly yeah. cut you with a knife. Like, I can understand brandishing a gun. I'm crazy. I'm <clears throat> going to shoot you. But trying to swipe at your father with a knife, that's a bit, like, that's a bit much and personal and just stupid. Like, I don't well, like... Well, go ahead. I was going to say, so he comes across this, finds his son in a house with a dude where he hears, he hears somebody in the house. He comes in to investigate. The guy comes out and apparently he's holding a gun on a kid in the other room When you is what we end up finding out. And it's like, and in, at that point, Travis is still like, like, what are you doing? What, why are you behaving like this? And it's like, no, no, no. Your kid has lost his mind. He's gone a bit too far. Sure, maybe you give him a chance to kind of step back but so you're not gonna get get him with love and attention. The kid needs a smack upside the head. Mm. <laughs> no, he clearly he's... hasn't had that yet. Yeah, I mean he I got it knocked to the ground, but that that didn't even help. I don't like this. <laughs> they're doing like they're going all Walking Dead Prime on us. Um, the three different storylines now. You know, you got Madison and Strand. You got Nick on his own. Or. Um, yeah, Nick's on his own, and then Travis and Chris are over there. It's like we don't know if Salazar's alive or not. Did do we know if he's dead? Uh, he very he's clearly dead. was standing there while the place was burning down. And my God, I just is feel like that you never know? You you never do know. And maybe he snapped up, snapped out of it at the last second, and kind of got out of there. But holy crap, maybe there's something is wrong with the soil because that thing went up in flames pretty quickly. That was yeah, a small really. can of gasoline. Well, it was a small can of gasoline, and the walls were lined with a keg. The, is the, wine flammable like that? Though? Yes. I, okay. See, I'm not. I'm not up alcohol, on my flammability. Alcohol in general is flammable. Oh, I'm um, gonna Google it right now just to be sure. But I'm it pretty sure flammable. it might be flam flammable, but not to that extent. Like that. That how that place went up like kindling. What you didn't see is him with the other cans of gasoline pouring it all over the house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I also have another. I also have another thing. Did we see? The one that she left locked in the cage when he went in and poured the gasoline, because I didn't see her. I didn't either. I didn't either, but I don't know. I, I, I so did she get out? Probably. 
That's my thought. My thought was is she'll end up killing one of them like mid second season at some point, and they'll be like, oh, and she'll be like, oh yeah, your wife locked me in the cage, and then they'll be like, what cage? I think I think she's dead. Like I think that again, another strong moment of the episode was Madison. Like not, I thought, oh great, she's gonna fall into this trap just to get her son back, and then she locks him in the cage, and I'm like, yes, that character is still badass and doing what needs to be done to these crazy people. Like I appreciated that. And my and my other gripe is is I don't understand why they're catching them. Like I just I don't get it. It's a it's a it's a voodoo like the, like Strand was joking around, but he he what he said was accurate. Like they believe through their religious beliefs and and whatever that these people are not dead. They've progressed to the next stage of living, the everlasting afterlife. Like they will not die because you know they're to us they're she, dead. We know they're dead. Them in the head. Exactly and. But in their eyes, these people have transcended humanity and become a new thing, right? It's if, not... and that, if, that, if that's the case, then why don't they hurry up and get themselves bit? Well, maybe they feel like um, it's a service them. thing, right? Mm-hmm. By staying mm-hmm. alive, they can, you know, they have a higher I, purpose. I actually don't mind. I kind of like the idea that this lady has no idea what's going on because we're so used to it now that we know what walkers yeah. are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of like the idea of seeing someone's take on what is really going on. Cause we've seen people that are like, don't kill them. There's still people and Herschel or whatever, but her whole religious aspect of it has been pretty interesting to watch. It, it has been interesting. And I, and I will agree with you there. I just, I, and I, I just expected more of the, more of our characters, our main characters to sort of be more um, like, that's a dumb thing. And the well, only they, person who, who the only two people that kind of saw through that were Strand and Madison. The other guys just went crazy. Now mind you, Salazar, through maybe sheer luck, his craziness ended up taking down their craziness, but it's still two out of what, seven character seven main characters that sort of question what's going on and actively try to stop it. Like well, also, the, the where problem. was Travis's shoes? Like, that's my next that, question. I was going to say, like, they, why did he yeah. go all Bruce Willis on us? And, like, I think it was because he saw Chris running at night and just figured he'd catch up to him. That's my only explanation is he was, like, he went out, he saw Chris real quick and said, I'm going to go catch this kid before he yeah, gets too far. See, my issue is is that he walked until his feet were, like, literally bloody pulp. I don't know. I'd have gotten to the end of the driveway and went, nah, I got to turn around and go get some shoes. I don't know. Parent, parent. Parenting makes you do some stupid things. Uh, yeah, I can see that too. Like there, there have been moments w- with with Caden. Like he's only four months, but there have been moments. Oh yeah, where... was he was he running away from you with a knife? And no. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about two specific moments in in this show. Like one with Travis and another one with Salazar, where he has a bad dream about uh, Ophelia. And I and I've certainly had that moment where I like something, you know, negative pops into my head involving, you know. Caden and it's like oh my god I gotta go check on him I gotta go make sure he's okay and that was fine to me I understood that and not putting shoes on to catch your son thinking you know I'll just be able to catch up with him because to Travis Chris is still this normal kid and he's not like every time someone says to him like oh Chris is Chris tried to take a knife to me it's like no he wouldn't do that he did that's not not a normal thing a, a kid would do and I think that's where the whole like 
uh, like you said, Bruce Willis in it comes from. Well, my my thing too with this whole Chris thing, and, and I don't mind the Salazar mental breakdown. I think you know getting him back in that uh, religious atmosphere, his his own kind of background. Uh, I think that does it to him. I uh, my thing is is um, Chris's breakdown just doesn't really make sense because like, does he want to kill them? We don't know, but then he's telling his dad that he's useless, and it's like, why are you useless? Like, you obviously can, can kill zombies. You've done it before. I just don't. I, I just wish his, he died. It, his behavior is erratic at best. You know, in one episode, the first few episodes, he was completely useless. Mm-hmm. He was completely useless the first season. He did nothing but get in the way. He yeah. was a problem. Then he watches his mother's mother die. And all of a sudden, it's everybody else's fault that his mother died. It's nobody's fault. It's the freaking zombie apocalypse. I mean, that's the thing. He's he's a young kid. He can't quite grasp what's going on. And and, and, and then I get that. And then no matter whoever tries to help him comes along and tries to offer him help, he turns it down and and he's just – he's a brat. He turns it down with a knife or a gun, which is the worst way to do things. And then he ends up meeting somebody that kind of gives him an idea of, that you got to fend for yourself. And he takes out somebody, takes out a zombie. And from there, it's like he kills his first zombie. And instead of being like, oh, that's this is the right thing to do. It's like he slowly spins out of control to the point where it's like everybody has to die kind of behavior. And then he tells you, no, no, uh, I'm useless. But I just killed a bunch of zombies. Yeah. And it's like it's like. I, I don't understand his behavior. I don't understand his personality. I don't understand him as a character. And the fact that Travis just hasn't given up on him yet is just... He's never going to give up on him. No. I understand why. I mean, you know, it's his son. and It's, it's his last sort of connection to the family he once had. And he's not going to give that up. Uh, I completely see where he's coming from. But I probably would have handled it... In a, in a different way, in that you know, maybe involved the other half of your of your new family. You know, Madison's Madison's not saying we need to take Chris out and 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 leave him there. She's saying we need to address this and fix it and and, and make sure it doesn't happen again because it's scaring the kids. You know, and I mean, she probably needs to look a little closer at what's happening within her own family with Nick because Nick's gone off the deep end pretty quickly. Like, yeah, he sort of established some weird tendencies throughout the throughout this season but he's sort of starting to like the war pain a little bit much <laughs> my, my favorite line in the whole episode though was i'm invincible yeah <laughs> I, was, I, almost, I almost captured that i was like that's awesome but but as a but as a drug addict right like this is he's chasing a high with this stuff i think it's not necessarily that he believes these people are still alive he's just he has that high of being around these deadly things and he wants to do more of it and and his mom's like harsh in his vibe by saying you're not to go out in the war paint and, and that's dangerous you know well my yeah and it's just it's one of those things where you're like i, I don't know like nick's character is cool and all but now i'm like little much little much and i get what you're saying actually that's a really good point with him being an addict and getting high off of this i kind of like that whole theory i i will say it's fun to watch these kids um, go through the zombie apocalypse at the beginning because when Carl was going through it, like Carl's already been through some serious shit, mm-hmm. and now he can handle it like like a champ, right? It's it's fun because it's all new to these guys. Like it's just so different. 
And I, I don't know. I just kind of remember Carl at the beginning of The Walking Dead being obnoxious, and now I think everyone's kind of kind of okay with him. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if these teenagers are ever going to get to that point okay. or if they're going to die away before that. Because yeah, everyone know. in this show dies. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, and that's the thing. is It's a mid-season finale, and we've already established in this show <clears throat> that if you don't die on screen, you, you are not dead yet. And yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a little dumpster in the the far right corner. <laughs> Just that, like uh, a fireproof dumpster. Yeah, fireproof dumpster or a nuke nuke free or a nuke free uh, fridge. Uh, but no, I I I think that Salazar, like we're gonna see what what his end was. He's probably dead. It's a big fire. Um, oh, but we right. also don't know like the the timeline of how that where and how it took place. But I just. I just want this to be better, and maybe the fact that it is attached to The Walking Dead is is hurting it. But and when did uh, Madison and Strand become friends so quickly? Uh, I think when she like, didn't let them. They've drown, always had they they've kinda... always had that mutual respect, but like now they're like before all this, he was ready to drop her and let her go no matter what, and now it's. Well, I mean, maybe I, it's losing Thomas and Tomas or whatever. I think, but. I think that's part of it. I think he was in a rush to get there, and when he got there, he realized he was already too late. Mm-hmm. And now he's realizing, I have to cling to the people that will stick by me. And I think he realizes that even though they've been on polar opposites a little bit, I think they've come to understand each other as characters. Mm-hmm. And... And he obviously does like her kids. He likes Nick. That's why he brought Nick along, you know. Oh, he was devastated and, at the and, end of the episode. And and the daughter waved to him as she was sent out of the of True. the facility. Yeah. You know. So there's there is a bond there now, I think. I think they've been through some shit and now they're I think they're starting to click like the te- like everybody in the regular Walking Dead. Like they that we've have a group now. Strand, Madison, Nick, uh, Travis, like they're a group. Mm-hmm. And Not anymore. <laughs> well, no. Well, and and the way it ends, it's obviously that's not the the end of their story. I think we'll see them all back together. I think Nick will get his head back on straight. Yeah, it's gonna his, take uh, walk no, but it's gonna it's gonna take a death of the group to see that I, and that's why I think this, this crazy lady, Celia is still alive. Cause I think someone in the group gets killed and it might even be like Chris or someone, you know what I mean? But it's someone is going to die. And I think that's going to, what's that's how it happens. In the walking dead, right? Mm. That's, that's how you solve problems. You kill a character. Then everyone else is good. I, I think, I think it'll be Travis, uh, yeah. trying to keep Chris safe and, I think that will push Chris past the point of no return. He'll there's yeah something negative is going to happen based on Chris's behavior, and so far he's been lucky. Uh, he's been the the safest broken roller coaster around. Um, but uh, I I I'm with you guys. I I liked Nick's character. I liked where he's going, but it was just a tad too far. And him like going off on his own at the end was sort of just. Like, what are you doing? Obviously, Madison and Strand aren't just going to be like, well, he's gone forever. You know, they're going to try and convince well, him to come back. And and so the other thing I want to stress is they're in another country now, illegally. 
you know, not that there is a government at this point. They have we have not seen any kind of government except for the boats that shot at them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know, but in his in the back of his mind, he's wandering around with the dead, and it's like, huh, you know, we haven't seen any law enforcement. But if we did, you're in another country. This covered this, in blood. Covered in blood. You know, this is this is. And and your family's offering, saying, get in the truck, come with us. And you're like, no, nah, I'm going to no. go wander amongst the dead. It's like, it's not, it's, it's A, it's not a, ra- it's not rational behavior. Mm-hmm. But B, it's sort of, it, it feels very out of place for his character, I'd say. Yeah, and like abandoning his mother and his sister. Like, we know he loves his family. He literally just finished telling his mother in the, like, 10 minutes previously no no i went and i brought her her son because i would do anything for my family yeah he did i would do anything for i did this to keep you safe Mm -hmm. and then when she says get in the truck it's like you we're a blight on this land well she didn't burn the place okay she didn't do it but the group did yeah salazar did but that yeah but that's a whole different that's problem. a whole other that's a whole other thing all on its own. I mean I understand people having emotional breakdowns, but like all at the same time really like they had it pretty good there. Like it wasn't that bad that they all needed to I'm I'm half expecting episode eight, Celia's still alive, and she quickly explains like, yeah, the Pizzoli was poisoned. It's got like <laughs> some hallucinogen in it that makes everyone and for some reason Salazar just had way more than anybody else. Uh and Nick, we all we all know Nick got got a quick dose of it at the beginning. I'm pretty sure she was putting hallucinogens in the pozole. That's the I, explanation for it. I don't think so. It's the well, explanation. Salazar didn't even eat the pozole. Well, Strand didn't, and uh, and Madison didn't because they don't trust anybody, especially uh, creepy Cecilia's pozole. Which you know, <laughs> that's a, that's the new label that's coming yeah. up. Creepy, creepy Cecilia's, Cecilia's pozole. Come and get it. Poisonole. Poisonole. Um, yeah, so overall, though, this season had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, there, were, there, like, there were good episodes, and then there were really bad episodes. I feel like the first half was gearing towards something good, and the second half kind of let us down. Yeah, but then when you remember episode one and two, like, I barely made it through episode one. It was a, yep. it was a, it was a bore. Now, I feel like this entire season was a mountain. It started real low. Mm-hmm. By the midway, I think we were all kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. The, okay, I see where they're going. And then we went and there was no build up. It was we literally crossed the border like it was snapping your finger and got arrived to our new problem. And mm-hmm. then the new problem all resolved itself all in the end. And, and that's the thing. is it, It's an issue we described a few episodes back and that they're doing the monster of the week. And they literally solved Cecilia – like. Theoretically, it looks like they have dealt with Cecilia's group in two episodes. And that, to me, is fine because I don't want to deal with that anymore. I, I, I am much rather looking forward to episode eight when we get back to the how are these people going to survive now that they're off on their own. I don't think they're letting Nick go off on his own for very long. But considering how good this group is from, from getting separated and, and not wearing shoes... You know, it might actually. Happen. I think I, in my honest opinion, I think we're going to get a very different scenario come the next episode. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. after the midseason. I think we're going to see Nick off on his own, and he's going to have some kind of adventure that literally leads him to realize that he needs his family. Yeah, well, if you watch, uh, they, they put a preview out, which is uh, Fear the Walking Dead is returning August 21st. So we're getting a good three-month break, which uh, I suppose is in line with The Walking Dead, right? It goes November... What is it? Usually take a break like late November, early December, and come back yeah. mid February. So, right around there. Um, but yeah, the the teaser for it does show Nick going on a bit of a walkabout and running into some unfavorable folks with guns. So you might be spot on with your prediction there, Lou. Yeah, I think he's gonna realize that he needs his family, and that there's some kind of trouble out there that's not the dead. Because well, right now. Looked to me like he got shot in the trailer. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, he's not wearing a shirt in the thumbnail. That's for sure. I got distracted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I am glad to get a break from Fear the Walking Dead because I feel yeah, like I, it being right up against The Walking Dead may have set it up for things that mm, it would never be able to to figure to fix. But yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it coming back and having a three-month break and that three-month break being filled with uh, Walking Dead news. Yeah, it's getting closer. Some leaked news. Oh, has has news leaked? I didn't. I haven't been no, on the Reddit. No, I'm just saying it'll be it'll be soon. You think so? Man, they're doing <clears throat> such a good yeah. job, and they've been filming for almost a month now. So, well, I I think it's coming. Yeah, I do. I'm not too worried about it at this point. If they if it gets leaked and spoiled, like I'm, I don't care. I don't care if we know who who gets the bat. I do care if they like leak a shitty thumbnail of it, and I I, I watch it, which I won't do. I won't watch it. I, I want to see it's all of its glory on television. But I'm not necessarily like waiting to see who it was because who it is doesn't matter. Like the fallout is what matters, right? And no one's gonna go through the the spoilers of all that they're just going to be like i was this guy and you're pretty <laughs> comic bloody you know, so so yeah we'll see what happens i mean a good three-month break will give us some time to kind of recoup kind of maybe just let judgment pass and see how the next half lives um on that note we do have some feedback or some returning email feedback don't we we do a returning feedback from tal who says comes to us with another Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. Do we have a drop-in yet? No. Do something random. I am the only one who can help her because I have applesauce. Perfect. (laughs) All right. So, Lou, are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. All right. Sort of related, but a tricky question because I know it will challenge his lordship. This was in reference to the last email, so I apologize. What is the defining feature of a zombie? The defining feature. Ooh. I think the defining feature of a zombie is the fact that they're a walking corpse. Yeah. That is a zombie. <laughs> you gotta be more specific than that. Uh, it's kind of... It's, it's, it it's the butt. No. <laughs> I mean, I think the sunken eyes... The receding gums, the decaying body. I mean, I think the decaying <laughs> body is a key element of the zombie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 zombies come in all shapes and sizes, just like people. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, the, the zombies are dead people, but they're not. But they're not vampires. 
vampires are dead people with consciousness to drain your blood. You know, they're not. Uh, they, there is no cognizant brain function in a zombie. Their whole goal is to eat and move on to the next corpse, you know, or the next person. Uh, that's sort of their defining characteristic. Is there a walking dead person that eats other dead, eats other people and makes them de- zombies? I, that's it. I think that's a good point because that's what allows people to say like, oh, the, the, uh, the White Walkers in Game of Thrones are zombies because they raise corpses. I, I can't remember now. If you I'm... know, you guys make some good points, but I'm going to have to respectfully disagree and go with the buttocks. The buttocks. Yes. Yeah. Buttgate. Yeah. It's a very specific feature of the, of the undead. Yeah. That's um, the first if thing you've ever. Go. If you ever grabbed a, a zombie's buttocks, Mm-mm. you would know what I'm talking about. And um, if you haven't, then you should try it. Yeah, you usually get a little piece that comes off. Keepsake. <laughs> Z- Gross. Zombie butt keepsake. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Yeah, buddy. Write her down. All right. Well, we made it through Fear the Walking Dead Season 2A. So let's go ahead and get out of here, guys. Sure. Should we thank the patrons? Let's do I it. I think we should. Oh, yeah. Thank you to all our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. If you would like to support the show, you can do so for as low as a dollar a month. Throw some cash our way and we will return the favor with some awesome milestones like, I don't know, video game streams where you could join us playing video games. Maybe movie mm-hmm. commentaries. Maybe, Ooh. uh, custom creative writing from lou Uh, he's been itching to get some stuff on the website uh but we just haven't had the time but uh yeah if you go to patreon.com slash zombies in my podcast we will make the time for you lovely people so go there and be awesome also we're on alpha geek radio live every wednesday at 9 30 p.m channel one do not miss it we usually uh tweet the tweeters when we're going live you can follow us at zombies podcast find more fantastic links at zombies ate like our email where you can give us an ask the busy zombie lord like tal did info at zombies ate you can also follow individual hosts myself at r murphy lou at busy zombie lord and bob at bobbert f Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the awesome artwork, which you are looking at right now on your new fancy cellular device. Congratulations on the upgrade, by the way. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. it looks great. You can find more of his artwork at joelduggan.com. A.com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. Lou Page. Where do you want to leave our listeners? Zombies are dead people. Hmm. Zombies are dead people. Don't eat the bizzoli. Oh! the joke sound thing it's gonna have to come back at some point well we watched an unfunny episode so it only would make sense that we don't have a joke that's okay i guess that's fine next week the return of the bad zombie jokes i thought we were gonna do an episode next week next episode time (laughs) next time on zombies ate my podcast